All right, so last week we were all doom and gloom about the ACC and the possible extinction, but now it feels like we are a little bit of a breather here. We can exhale, maybe just a little bit. You know, things aren't going too crazy, but if you're a head coach and you have the responsibility of recruiting, how do you put young men's minds at ease, young women's minds at ease, that your conference is still going to be here when all the dust settles? we got A.J. Black of Locked On Boston College here to give us a little insight on what he might say if he were a head coach at the helm and how he would appeal to these recruits. Let's do it. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's fine, another day, another dollar. Candace didn't even introduce herself with my title, my name, but it's all good to go because you are loyal fans here, so you already know how it goes down. I'm Candace Cooper, host of Locked On ACC Podcast. Joined every week by Locked On Boston College host AJ Black, and we are so excited to have you once again to talk to us about all things ACC. We still have a conference. There still is a show, so you still get a check. So good things happening there. AJ, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me on again, Candice. I can't believe you haven't kicked me off this podcast yet. <laughs> you know, I, I really love that you're a regular because you give that Northeastern insight. You talk to me about chop suey sandwiches, and I just get a new cultural perspective. I can't even lie. There's lots of things that you have taught me that I just wouldn't even realize. Well, we, we have to move past the chop suey sandwich. Lowe's Chinese restaurant in the Salem Willows is closing at the end of the year. And everything else is kind of a of a of an is an imitator, so you can't even get the good looking ones that I love. Um, wow! And I'm going to have to introduce you to the next best North Shore, Massachusetts thing, which is the North Shore roast beef, which is a hot roast beef with James River barbecue sauce, mayo, okay. and cheese. It is absolutely fantastic, and it's also just something you can only find up in Massachusetts. I love these things. They're they I I don't know if you're going to think they look as gross. As a chop suey, it looks like a just like a big pile of meat, but it's okay. again one of my is favorite. Is the meat things. cooked? Is the meat cooked? Oh yeah, it's pink, okay. but it's no. not like see, mooing. See, pink. see, <laughs> not mooing. Okay. Also, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Undercover Brother, but the whole scene with like the mayonnaise and like how black people don't like mayonnaise. I'm one <laughs> of those black people. <laughs> <laughs> they like squirt a little hot sauce. And he like had like a secret watch. That it was like pretty much she devil for all of you who know who not seen the movie. She uh-huh. was trying to convert him to, you know, kind of get on the quote unquote white side or assimilate essentially. And so like one of the last steps was eating a mayonnaise, a sandwich with like a hell of a <laughs> lot of mayonnaise on it. And so one of his you know, ways to combat that was to use hot sauce. And so, you know, I'm definitely a hot sauce person, but for you. One of these days, I'm going to put it on my list. My, one of my goals is definitely to see all the conferences in their respective stadiums. So if I ever get a chance to get to Boston, I definitely am going to have, what is this called? A sh- um, Roast beef. A roast beef sandwich with mayonnaise and barbecue <laughs> sauce. And hopefully Jeez. it, uh, it's, it's it moves. It's called a three-way. <laughs> it's called a three-way. Three that's co- a well-done three-way. Can I get a well-done three-way? Ah, it usually comes right off of the... I don't think they the do cow. <laughs> right off the cow, right? <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, we can talk about food all day long here on the show. It's literally one of my favorite topics, but it is definitely an upside to be laughing after what was a crazy week. A lot of moving parts with realignment for the ACC. A lot of things that were making us feel like, okay, 
we should really pack our bags or just get a little uncomfortable because things are starting to shift just with the way college sports are. But after reading your articles, you know, that you have with your respective sites, reading a little bit from Locked on Tar Heels, Mr. Isaac Shade, it feels like we can relax just a little bit and the ACC isn't dead. How are you feeling this week? Um, it, I have really calmed down um, <laughs> on where I think this conference is going. Okay. And I've read a couple different articles. I saw something from Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports. Mm-hmm. And David Hale had a great tweet storm yesterday where he kind of broke down <laughs> um, the, the state of the ACC. And he did it in such a way that it really made a lot of sense of where this is going to all end up. Yeah. And I know Clemson, Florida State, maybe some U.S. fans in Miami are not going to hear it. But it looks me like based off of everything they're saying that a they're not going anywhere because of the grant of rights yeah, and B that it sounds like the other conferences aren't going for that super conference model. It's, I, I think I forget which mm. sec official I heard say it, that they want out at the table. They don't want to have like two 20 team conferences and then kick everyone else out it's yeah, not good for yeah. business. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think, the, I think there's a place at the table for the ACC now. It's just, but again, the ACC should not be sitting pat. They need to figure out what they can do to continue to be aggressive, I think. Yeah. I've never been more excited for an ACC kickoff or ACC media days. For those of you who don't know, it's where you get all of the football teams together and pretty much like a town hall version of answering questions and having the commissioner speak, which will be one of the first things on day one. And I'm going to have a front row seat because I'm just waiting if he's going to do like breaking news or he's just going to mold the situation. And I'm leaning towards he's just going to try and talk about it briefly. Like, he's going to give the accolades about how good the conference is, where the conference might be going, but not even touch on the issues at hand, which is a little bit mm, concerning because I'm going to need you to say something. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to address some of these issues. And I'm, I'm feeling like I read the tweets. I see how the Grand of Rights is pretty much keeping everybody here. I talked about it on Monday, Tuesday show, how – you know, at the end of the day, it's feeling a little illuminati as where you feel stuck, like you gave your soul to the ACC and now you're just stuck here. And I, I really don't want schools to stay because of the financial situation. I want to say because you actually enjoy the ACC and also maybe realize that it's more to life than football, especially for our conference. I'm hoping going into ACC kickoff, Jim Phillips can be like, while I do appreciate being wanting to grow in the football space and understanding how much we need financially to be behind football, we have to also like give a little bit more love to the basketball and the Olympic sports and all the like. Right. Exactly. And, and I, I go to back to, this is a different conversation, but yeah, it's great to make all this money, mm-hmm. but, but what's the end result of all this? Like what's yes. the end goal? Like you're a school what's of the edu- end game. Let's, right. go, let's go Marvel right now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like you're an educational institution yeah, And there was a report that Rutgers was at a $150 million deficit for their athletic program. And they're getting all that big 10 money that Florida state is, is working on a deficit. Like it's good to get yourself back up so that you're making money, but like how many big facilities in, in like Clemson building water slides or whatever the heck they have in their facilities. <laughs> like how many more of those things can you build? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like at some point there needs to, it needs to just slow down. You can, you can make a ton of money and, but you're an educational institution, you're a business, but you're also that that's, we're losing sight here of what these schools are supposed to be. 
Yeah. And I think it's like we're trying to build these Nike campuses, Under Armour type campuses. And it's like at the end of the day, it's just supposed to be, you know, a place where you go to learn and you happen to do sports. But I get that for a lot of people, it is sports first, you know, academics way, way later. But I always like like to harp because I am that auntie on the table and saying it off my lawn. You know, like there's life after. Like as a former athlete myself, like there has to be life after. There will be for everybody, whether you played 20 years in the league. You know, everybody can't be Tom Brady paying until they're 65. Like, it's just right. not going to happen. <laughs> right, exactly. You're, you're going to have to figure something out. So it's high time that you lean on that education part of it and like, get yourself some business acumen and be on your way. But I know I get to talk to someone who is very business-minded, and that is AJ. And I would love to get his insights from a recruiting perspective in terms of how these ACC coaches are appealing to these young athletes in terms of just – Hey, the tide is not shifting that much. Don't try and rock the boat. Don't try and decommit all of these things. And we're going to touch on that here in just a second. But I want to remind you guys that with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. That's why you got to lean on Rock Auto. Save time and money when using Rock Auto because you can spend at least 30 to 50% less than what you would for some of the same parts in these chain stores or car dealerships. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low and the same for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use page today to find a solution for all of your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. Visit, excuse me, right locked on in there. How did you hear about this box? They know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliability, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Please visit rockauto.com. Rocking and rolling here with AJ Black of Locked On Boston College and being the mini GM himself. He is the king of recruiting. And so we'll love to get his insight around how players can be put at ease from some of these head coaches and all of these boosters and say, hey, the tide is okay. ACC is not going to be extinct. You can still stay here get a great great education and have a really amazing athletic career. How would you approach that if you were a head coach? So there's a different, there's a bunch, I mean, depends on the school that you're going to, right? Yeah. Like even a school like Boston college, Jeff Halfley does sell the, the, the dream of winning the ACC. And yeah. I, you know, I, I'm imagining most schools do that. Uh, but I think for the bigger schools, thinking of schools like Clemson, Miami, Florida state right now, that they're going to want to make sure. And, and this is a, a thing that Phillips is going to have to continue to pound is that there's going to be a spot for the ACC in the playoffs. And I think that hasn't gone away through all this talk, right? Yep. That the ACC still will have that chance. I mean, you look at the, the previews of all the bull projections that are out right now and Clemson's in it. You've, I've, I mean, we talked about a couple of weeks ago and NC state was in one. So yeah. <laughs> the ability to get to that next level as of right now and for the next four years yeah. should still be that the ACC can do that, right? Yeah. That they yeah. should be able to get to that same level that the big 10, the sec and, and pac 12 and big 12 are able to do. So I think yeah. you can still sell that. Leave it I to think... the Boston college guy to leave a little shade to NC state. Just saying, but I'm, uh, I don't mind. I know. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Ken. <laughs> not you're not even on my radar you know i'm all i'm all for the shade because like i loved having mr boomer over here mr boomer if you're listening to the show 
Would love to get you on anytime you're ready to talk about NC State being college football playoffs. Love to have that conversation. I digress. Go ahead, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, that's that's one piece of, of, mm-hmm. of a bigger recruiting puzzle that a lot of yeah. these kids are going to hear. For the elite recruits, that's going to be important for schools like Miami, who, I mean, with all this news, look at what Miami's been able to do on the recruiting trail. They're yeah. they're insane right now. They're they're recruiting at a level that they haven't in years. And so that hasn't really impacted Miami at all. And Clemson the same way. They just got a five-star defensive tackle and the best in the country yeah. in the midst of all of this chaos. So the coaching staffs out there are still able to spin it. And I think, as you said, I'd love to hear what their rationale is going to be when they get in front of the stand. I, I imagine Absolutely. every single coach is going to be asked about it. So I'd love to hear <laughs> different, different, different things. But that piece will be something. And then everything else is all just tailored around you know, what other things that they can offer, whether it's, ed- as you said, education, uh, earning power. Like I just saw for like Boston College, I saw someone tweet out the like the value of an education. They were in like number two in the country in yeah. terms of FBS schools. Like Jeff Halfley, I know has pressed that, but like that's another thing you could sell. NFL experience, getting guys to the, to the league, um, playing time. All those things will all still be there along now with NIL and some of the other things that are, are still going on. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think in the, in the, at the end of the day, right now, I think the ACC can still sell themselves as, as yeah. a, a, a elite power five conference um, and still win those battles because the schools that are in it have the brand themselves to get past that stigma that might be starting. A hundred percent. And I was looking at, speaking of recruiting, thinking about some of the top recruits and we talked about teams or schools that were considering leaving the ACC and FSU has been the top of topic of conversation. And when I look at the recruiting trail, I almost see some of my friends almost always with tears in their eyes because they're losing recruits who say like FSU stopped calling them or they're gaining yep. guys like Edna Carr or things like that. And I'm like, do y'all know what y'all are doing, <laughs> you know, from a recruiting perspective, because it just feels as if there's no consistency for Mike Norvell and his company. So I'm like, do you, yep. are you just trying to keep everyone who's in house to stay in house? Because the idea of going to the SEC is so enticing or just leaving FSU to go to the SEC seems more enticing because there's stability there. I'm wondering how that's, you know, hindering or like hurting his progress. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it, at, at the elite level, I mean, he just did land uh, the top offensive tackle in the country yesterday. So mm-hmm. he did score. But to me, when I look at, at what's going on at Florida state is their inability to, to, to form a culture, Yeah, you know, Say what you will about Jimbo and um, and the coaches before him that they were able to to build, you know, Florida State had an identity and yeah. it always and it was the way it was for years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that to credit to what Miami's doing, and I know they haven't played a game yet, but I think they've built their identity immediately. And that's yeah. helped them on the recruiting trail that and having boosters that are paying absurd absurd amount of money to every recruit that they want but that, that's not either here or there um <laughs> but I, to credit you know that's the world that we're in right now and they're yeah. able to do it and they're able to do it successfully so i'm not knocking them for that yeah. but i think that's where florida state is, is is lagging you you get these big time programs right you in and other conferences alabama georgia um even looking at ohio state in in credit to Jeff, kind of figured it out at michigan you look at what they have, you look at the program and the culture that they have, 
that sells itself to elite recruits. Yeah. Florida state has been a mess since the early Jimbo Fisher days, 2013. That's almost 10 years where they haven't really been able to figure themselves out. Conference. Re- I don't, I think it's more that they haven't been able to get their ducks in a row and yeah. maybe they will, but it still doesn't seem like that way to me. Yeah, that's fair. I would say the ghost of Bobby Bowden is haunting over Carolina because for whatever reason, we made Jordan Travis look like he is you know, going to win the Heisman. So like that's extremely frustrating for me personally. Yep. But if, if you're a recruit and you're trying to say, hey, we beat North Carolina or we stood toe to toe with Notre Dame in like the first game of the season, but we also lost to Jacksonville State. You know, like there's just so many up and down moments that consistency is so right. You hit a nail on the head for Florida State has been tough. And I think it goes not only from a coaching perspective, but also from a quarterback perspective. I think with the whole, you know, Jordan Travis situation, is he going to be the guy? Is he not going to be the guy? Mike Norvell, you're real. These fans are different. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The frustration of one, not loving the ACC, but then two, not loving where you're taking the program to where you're even making it a good sell to if you do want to go to the Big Ten or the SEC. It's really hard to, I think, buy in if you're a program like that versus when you see your neighbor down the street, you know, in Miami and how they're bringing in the right type of coaching talent in order to recruit the right type of, you know, players on the field. It's hard to argue, you know, how the progress is just not really being made or it's hard to argue against the the lack of progress being made for FSU. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure it it bites Florida State a little bit that they went and grabbed an Oregon coach Willie Taggart, who did nothing. And now there's all this buzz around Mario Cristobal, who again has not coached a game. So I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to jump about uh, through hoops for Miami yet, but yeah, Willie didn't coach. Willie didn't coach well because Willie was already, he was set up to fail from jump. He reminds me of Steve Wilkes from Arizona Cardinals. Like he was not set up for success. Did he have his issues? Absolutely. But to me, it just was a recipe for disaster from jump. And Miami doesn't look like that. Yeah, no. Miami looks like they've set up. They put everything <laughs> in place for Mario Cristobal to be successful. Yeah. And mean, while you, yeah, while you don't have Mario, you haven't seen him coach Miami specifically. We damn sure have seen Tyler Van Dyke. And I'm just sitting here saying I didn't think he was going to be that guy. He turned out to very much be that guy. Right. Absolutely. And <laughs> and when you get that, and then you put you know elite recruiters and positional coaches and, and coordinators with them, I mean. Like as a Miami fan, how can you not be excited about that, right? Yeah. Or, or or recruits that see it, like they're like, oh my goodness, there's something going on here. They can they can sense it. You don't sense that with Florida State. Yeah, they're very much middle of the pack with this last year that we're going to have Atlantic divisions. And like while we are doing away with divisions, we'll love to, of course, get your thoughts around. Again, we're recruiting here, but you know when it turns, that felt like it was like two years ago. <laughs> when you're thinking about just the excitement towards the season, which Maybe we can finally have excitement towards the season. Would love to get your thoughts on like middle of the pack teams, especially when it comes to like, okay, is this your time to shine to be successful? Want to see who you're leaning towards in that regard. But first, I want to remind you guys about the coconut brownie chunk built bar, a flavor that you will come to love because it's a delicious, chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. My friends at Built Bar. Always want to make sure that you are packed with low sugar, high protein, and some delicious flavors. All built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is also good for you. 
The best part about Built Puffs, of course, is that they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect when you're craving, perfect when you have that sweet tooth, you want a little something sweet. After that meal for the night, you can definitely lean on Built Bar. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you get 15% off your order. Again, using promo code LOCK15. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So we're wrapping up the show here with AJ Black of Locked On Boston College. And of course, we have to think about the actual season now that we're not crying, you know, over spilled milk, which is maybe we're going to have a conference, maybe we're not. And this is the beginning of the end. But, you know, football is here. Like, we're literally going to have AC Media Days next week. And, you know, there's a lot of middle of the pack teams that are saying, hey, don't forget about, they're not even the small people. They're not even the small guys. But are there teams that you're leaning for that, like, yeah, you kind of need a good season, dog. Like, this this needs to be the one for you. You know what team I'm I'm actually, I've been doing a little research. I'm I'm actually very interested in seeing how they do is is Virginia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I haven't haven't talked about enough about them. But (laughs) you got a new coach. Mm-hmm. Tony Elliott from Clemson. You have Brennan Armstrong coming back, who could be a sleeper for one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sold on him as an NFL level quarterback because he's a lefty, and the NFL is weird about that. But I think at the college level, he he's shown that he, you know he can do it. Yeah. Um, and he has two of the best wide receivers in the conference with him. Yeah. So as it, they're going to be a fun team to watch. I don't know how the defense will be able to get things going this year, but if UVA goes out there and wins a bunch of 70 to 55 games and stuff like that, just to keep themselves into it because they can't stop anyone. I think that could be fun. And I think, you know, with the coastal wide open, they could be a a team that could really catch some attention. Absolutely. And you know, for me, I guess my biggest angst is the fact that we were so hyped on Derek King going into the season and we didn't think about like the recovery time it took mm-hmm. for him and all his injuries. And I'm kind of feeling like Brandon Armstrong, I'm hoping that arm is healed and he's ready to go going into the season. And it's not going to be one of those things where it's like he's forcing the issue. And now he's got a new coach. He wants to prove it a little too hard. And then we're pretty much just seeing him through in his like super senior year. And then that's when Tony Elliott is really going to get to shine when he's recruiting someone like that he actually brought in himself. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Like, I don't think they're going to be, you know, slabs for nothing, but I definitely want to see how he heals and can progress going into the season. True. Good point. Yep. So they're one team that I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, And and then on the other side, I'm going to go with Boston college. (laughs) (laughs) I I just saw in it, in it, boiled my bubbles uh that <laughs> it's not even the right term but uh, you know what we're live and i i can't edit it out so it's okay uh pro football focus had their top 50 college football quarterbacks yeah for next year and phil Jakovic was number 37 oh wow and i, I thought you were like, gonna say he wasn't on the list what? which i would have been taken but 37 is like you might as well so, not be on the list so my thought was okay Maybe they're just doing it on production. I get it. He didn't play all that much last year. Nope. Spencer mm-hmm. Rattler's number three. <laughs> that dude did nothing for Oklahoma. He got benched. And he's number three. And, yeah. and, and Jakovic's third. Uh, I, stuff like this, like where you just haphazardly throw lists together. It, it, it's meant for this, for us to get on a podcast and yell about it. <laughs> yeah. But that's exactly what got me going. So yeah. 
I think I looked at, you know, the schedule and some things that could happen for BC. There's two big things that worry me about this year. The fact that they have zero returning starters on offensive line is very worrisome. <laughs> that what worries me. And then the play of the defensive line. Yeah. I think Halfley can get the defensive line to a level where they can play serviceable. And that's all you need because they have a really good secondary. I think they'll be good there. I do think they went out. They, they got rid of their offensive coordinator. They got rid of their offensive line coach. They've got an experienced NFL line coach there that's been around for like 30 years. Uh, he's had a lot of experience. I think he'll be able to work with that group to get them going. That I, 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 I expect Jakovic to have a big year. Yeah. And honestly, college football is a league where you can win a lot when you have a good quarterback and a couple skill players. They mm-hmm. got Zay Flowers. They got Jalen Gill. That's a, and and then Patrick Garwo, who their running back, who ran for a thousand yards last year, he did that with everyone waiting for him to run the ball. I think they got some talent there, and I think they could win some big games. So, for me, I don't expect them to win the Atlantic, but I keep circling that Clemson game, mm-hmm. home game, Red Bandana game at home. Uh, BC's only lost to Clemson by six points in the last two seasons, both of them in Death Valley. I don't know. It just seems like a weird year that maybe the BC could actually be a team that steps up and becomes a top 25 team. That's where I have Well, I love that for you. And, but I would also say on the flip side and being devil's advocate here, I would be very troubled if DJU cannot beat Boston college, whatever arena it is. And I'm sitting here saying, if we're trying to sell the ACC here, Clemson, damn it, you got to get to some sort of national prowess or somebody, anybody I'm begging you like NC state, don't let me down, but you more are likely to let yourself down than when it's all said and done. So I'm just like, somebody has got to take center stage. Sam Hartman, I need you to come through. The mental's got to be right this season. Like, there's so many factors for, like, to me, the level of pressure has increased for all of these guys to make sure that our conference is looked at in a better light this season. I, I I hate this with about myself, but I'm gonna I'm buying it on NC State as an elite team this year. Do it, do it, AJ. Um, I'm here. I've said it a thousand and three times. That I think they're gonna win the ACC. The more I ACC, read and I'm, watch, I'm never rooting for them again. More I read and watch about Devin Leary, yeah. The more I think he is. I don't think again, just like Armstrong. I don't think he has enough to be an NFL quarterback. Like he's good, but like, what does he do that's really special? He doesn't do a lot, yeah. Yeah. but he's smart. And he could win games just with his his skill set and what he does on the field, which is not make tons of mistakes. Yeah. And you put him up against DJU, I would I would take Devin Leary in a second in, in a game. Yeah. So um, I, I, I kind of like NC State. I, I I do. I don't know. Yeah, at least listen. Chase Daniels making a lot of good money sitting behind people and not making mistakes every now and again. I'm just saying. <laughs> I wish I was about three inches taller and could throw a football because that would have been me life for me josh mccallum is sitting here like man i've made a whole life of this they called me up out of my kids high school game i did what i had to do so i'm not i'm not mad at people for you know figuring out how to find their place in the league i think you know shout out to the former unc guy mitchell trubisky who i think is also going to find himself in a backseat permanently after we figure out you know what the pittsburgh Steelers situation is but i digress i say all that to say I'm really excited to see the season. I'm nervous for these guys like I've never been before because I think there's so much riding on our conference to do well. But I'm hoping that's a pressure that they enjoy. Maybe I'll, maybe we'll hear from them during AC kickoff and it'll be good to go. Maybe I'm just I'm worrying for nothing. 
because I guess at the end of the day, when I sit back for my own Carolina self and I don't know who my quarterback is, I'm just like, well, hell, like we can just do whatever we got to do. You know, like let's just throw it to the wind, just throw it to the wall, see what sticks. And maybe we'll have a good time when it's all said and done. Hey, so. Greg McElroy of uh, ESPN <laughs> picked UNC to win the Coastal. He hasn't learned I yet, don't know he? why. <laughs> I don't know why. Greg, if you're listening, you <laughs> might want to revisit a couple of these last season episodes. I'm just saying, AJ bought the sauce and he found himself. I am selling uh, on UNC all year. <laughs> to do what you got to do. AJ, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Yeah, absolutely. You can check me out on Lockdown Boston College. Um, I've been talking realignment all week, and um, my YouTube page is blown up with a lot of people who have a lot of things to say about me and my thoughts on realignment. So check out Locked On Boston College on YouTube. I've had 120 new subscribers in the last month, uh, last Love week and that. a half. Yeah. Um, so check it out. I hope you subscribe too. Uh, jump in with the crazies in my comment section and uh, become a listener. I am also, I'm the publisher of BC Bulletin for the rest of the month. Um, and also kind of easing into Eagle Insider on 247, which will be my new role starting August 1st, but I'm doing some VIP stuff there. Um, talking about Boston College recruiting and all that good stuff. Uh, so check out my work at both of those sites uh, until August 1st. and then I'll No doubt. That's awesome. Guys, make sure you come back on Thursday. We have Drizzy Drake in the building, of course. I'm sure he's going to have a lot of thoughts towards our FSU slander, which is totally fine here. We're a friendly, friendly show that we just – we give the hate everywhere, a little bit of, little bit of jabs all around. Mm-hmm. So it'll be perfect. Come back for Candace Cooper and A.J. Black. Until next time.